Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Well, look, I mean, they got three defensive linemen in there as well. They pitch it, and it's a touchdown for BYU. It ends up being Tyson. Actually, that's the other number five. That's Gawola to a quarterback who is in there at running back getting the touchdown. Williams is on the sideline. They bring in the other number five and hand it to him. Play fake. Wilson setting up, takes a shot downfield. It's a design quarterback run for Wilson straight ahead. First down and touchdown. BYU has the lead again. This is a 43-yard try to get BYU some points here in overtime. And it's good. The Cougars lead it, 30-27. to USC needs a field goal to tie, a touchdown to win. If they're stopped, BYU takes the victory. A throw, zips it. It was a lot of fun. I just obviously we don't want to get have this be a habit, but I'll take it. To be honest, I was when the crowd rushed the field, I was jumping up and down. I just tried to grab one person. I said, "What happened?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know what we're cheering for, but something happened." So I was just happy. Yeah, I was. I was actually getting like destroyed by the fans. Let's take some harder hits in there than I was in the game. So um, I tried to get out of there pretty quick. Big time win for BYU down in Provo over the weekend, Gordon. 30-27, to 27, you were there. You wrote a column afterwards. It's up at sltrib.com. It was a real thriller. Um, let me start out here, Gordon, by I, you, you tease me and Tony tease me for, for never admitting when I was wrong. Well, boy, was I wrong about what game plan the Cougars should have used against the Trojans. Because it turns out that rushing three and dropping eight was Really effective it was. for BYU. It was an it was. excellent game plan, and you know what? I didn't bet on USC's arrogance, and I should have. I should have thought about USC's arrogance that they were going to do what they wanted to do, regardless of the other team, because they're the mighty Trojans. And BYU had the perfect game plan for them. And what do you mean? Their arrogance. How was that demonstrated? The- because when they chose to run the ball, they were really good at it. When they chose to pass the ball, they made a bunch of mistakes. Well, that's got sort a, of that's the offense. That's the offense they run, right? And that first drive looked really, really good. It did. That and was then, about as easy as it gets. And then BYU made them make a lot of mistakes, and they started to go, "Okay, well, let's run the ball," and they were pretty effective. Well, they ran it forty-five times. They did. They should have so, run it. Uh, how many? They threw the ball thirty-four times. They should have thrown it. I don't know, fifteen. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't think I agree with you on that. Well, you uh, love that Slovis kid, so but, I'm not surprised. Well, look, the difference was the turnovers. Exactly. It, you, you look at you look at the numbers, and uh, the game is pretty dead even all the way down as far as yards gained, first downs, uh, rushing yards, passing yards. It's, uh, it's almost identical throughout until you get down to the interception column. Right. And... Look, a kid is going to throw some picks. He tried to put the ball into very small windows, and BYU was opportunistic in that way. And one of those interceptions led to a touchdown, the other one led to a field goal, and the other one closed the game down. So what are you going to do? Even the balls that uh, that Slovis completed, he was, uh, he was putting it in a pretty tight window. 
So you're right. Uh, credit to the Cougars for the way they played that. I I was agreeing with you. I thought pressure was the way to go. And they dropped those guys back and made it very difficult on the freshmen. And it worked. Frank and I were doing the, um, and I think it was the first interception he threw, uh, where he threw it into triple coverage. Was that the first or the second? I think that was the first. But anyway, Frank and I were in the middle of the, the Ute pregame show, which is why I'm a little foggy on the memory because we were kind of half keeping an eye on it. And it, he knew it as soon as he let the ball go, like, oh, that's that, that's not good. That's going to be interception. I asked Frank if he ever had that moment in his career where he lets a pass go, and as soon as it leaves his fingers, it's like, well, then the way Frank put it, he's like, well, I better get ready to tackle somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what yeah. it was on that. And and he BYU just had bodies everywhere. Yep. And so they were able to make plays on the football. And I give, uh, you know, E to Iaki, Coach Tuiaki down there, a ton of credit. Great, great game plan against well, USC. Well, kind of tried to do what they did, what they tried to do against Utah. Except for Utah decided to run the ball. And Utah, it didn't work. <laughs> and USC, it worked. So Utah's better than USC. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, that that was really quite plain to see. And we'll get to Utah-USC, but here's the thing. USC's defense is not good. Yeah. Is not I talked I talked to some people involved in the USC program, and they all were singing the same chorus that this defense is the absolute weak point of the team. Even though the turnovers really hurt the Trojans, that defense is not as good as it should be. No. And, but, you know, that sounds like we're being negative toward USC instead of giving BYU credit. Uh, I, I really think the Cougars, and I wrote this, the Cougars are better than I thought they were. And they're better than what most people thought they were. They, they have, they have uh, some good stuff happening there. Now, I, I wouldn't pick them to beat Washington, would you? Uh, probably you're, not, you're, but I'm more down, down on, on the Huskies. I, more I than you are, certainly. But uh, And who knows what will happen they go back to Toledo, what's going to happen when they play Utah State and Boise State. I, I don't know. But certainly, 2-1 and one is a whole lot better than what most of us would have picked them to be before the season started. Oh, coming out of these first four with two yeah. wins is a huge W yeah. for BYU. They should absolutely feel terrific about that. And they have a chance to go 3-1. and one. You know, would I pick the Huskies this second? Uh, yeah, probably. But that by no means is definitive. Yeah, I mean, BYU it, it, could win that 100% you know, win that game. And that's what you like about college football. You want, when you go to a game, and this isn't me because I'm not a fan, but when I when I go to a game, I, I don't want to know what's going to happen. And even though one team might be better, I think USC has better talent than BYU does. But you couldn't tell what was going to happen because of all these other intangibles and whatnot. Same thing with Washington. I think BYU is at a level now where you just it comes down to who plays better on that day. Yeah. And that's a that's a that's a fine condition to find yourself in if you want to look at football as entertainment. And BYU deserves credit. I looked at them both offensively and defensively and they came to play. And I tip my cap to to the to the Cougars, man. They are better than I thought they were, and they showed it. And uh, there is no way SC – I know they're probably blaming themselves a little bit for the mistakes. When you turn the ball over like that, then it's easy to say, okay, we beat ourselves. But And, and they can say that if they want. But I'm telling you right now, the Cougars, they won that game. Well, and they played, yeah. they played well in the clutch when they had to. And it was, it was, it was fun to see – 
the way Kalani Sataki and his staff and the players responded to that uh, because it was a real test for them. It was. And by the way, Zach Wilson still had to go out and make a bunch of plays yeah. at, at uh, clutch moments, mm-hmm. like, like you just said right there. And Tyson Williams still had to go ball out 5.2 yards a carry. Way to go, young man. Go have a day. I mean, they, that, that stuff still had to happen. Micah yeah. Simon played well again. Uh, Gunnar Romney uh, played well. Uh, and that uh, that touchdown pass, uh, pass to Dax Milton was, I mean, that was something That was else. a great catch. So, uh, that was great a nice catch, throw, too. Great throw. I mean, BYU still had to go make plays. Right. Uh, and USC, they yeah, they slipped a little bit, but you still have to make them pay. Yeah. And, and BYU certainly did that. Uh, one thing we did confirm that I was right about last week is Stanford is not terrific. And that may have been a bit of fool's gold with this USC team going into the, to this game. But they BYU outcoached them, and they outplayed them 100%. One thing that really stood out to me on the when you review that game, 12 different offensive players for BYU caught passes. 12! How often does that happen? Very rarely. I mean, that, that's sharing the ball. <laughs> That's good. And like you talked about, Tyson Williams with the 99 yards. Uh, and uh, I'll t- PK and I were talking about this. He said that uh, he was sitting next to Robbie Bosco on that run by, uh, by Zach, that touchdown run. And Bosco said to, to PK right before that play happened, he said they should do the quarterback draw on this play. Really? Yeah. And, and he, then, then uh, Wilson took off running and touched down. And I thought, yeah, Robbie, I guess, knows a thing or two about offense. And that play where he had the deep pass, where he stepped up in the pocket and then rolled out of it and mm-hmm. and scrambled. I mean, you know, that's just great instincts for a player. And you've got to go, you got to go make some plays. And he certainly did. Um, his his parents were on television a lot again. I have a feeling we ought to get used to that. Uh, can we uh, tamp, tamp that down a little bit? And, and by the way, did you hear? That he grew up a Ute fan because I, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, I had no I, clue. That Matt was, Harpering played high school be- uh, football. He did. So, that yeah, was yeah. news to me. <laughs> when no did idea. when did they discover that? <laughs> and it, I wasn't aware. It's not fair because on on a you know national broadcast on ABC, you know you got to assume that most of your audience isn't like us and watching every single broadcast. But if this is how it's going to be all year long, at uh, yeah, we're going to get tired of that storyline. Yeah, well, pretty darn quick. Now, now it gets really interesting for me to watch BYU because what's going to happen next? We talked about Washington, Toledo. Going back to Toledo, the last time those two teams played wasn't it fifty-five to fifty-three or something? I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there, but it gets interesting because <laughs> I like not knowing. Yeah, and and BYU has shown that they are better than what most of us thought. And they deserve great credit for that, for believing in themselves and going out and executing the plan and hanging with that team. That game could have gone either way. I mean, obviously, it's an overtime. So it was, <laughs> it was very evenly matched. And if you say that about BYU and USC, usually I think BYU will take that as a compliment. The Trojans aren't as good as they looked against Stanford. We found that out. Stanford is not. Stanford got shellacked by Central Michigan, uh, Central Florida. I told you I thought that things might be slipping a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still think David Shaw is a heck of a coach, but I think things might be might be slipping a tad. And we we saw it start a little bit last year. 
And so, I don't know, but that was not even a contest against Central Florida. But so. now that we know what the Cougars are capable of doing, will they live up to themselves? Yep. Or will they betray themselves? How will it go against Washington? Remember last time when they beat Wisconsin, everybody was so high on the Cougars and all fired up. Washington absolutely humbled BYU. And uh, I, so I don't know. You, you don't think the Huskies are as good this time. Maybe they're not. But we'll, uh, we're going to see that uh, up close and personal coming up on Saturday. All right. 31-0. to Utah absolutely uh, blew out Idaho State. Uh, in fact, the, the score I, I truly don't think represented the amount of dominance in that game. And Utah's ones looked really, really good. I, a little on the concern side about some of, of the depth because the – you know, some steam definitely came off there in the in the second half, but it was also a really conservative outlook, and Witt wasn't out there obviously to run up the score. Right. Uh, but I think Tyler Huntley looked really accurate, and I thought he made some dynamic plays, and that was uh, something that we wanted to see. And there's nothing new about that; he has been accurate. Uh, and then, well, not just not just completion percentage, like like the deep balls he threw were right on the money. Mm-hmm. I mean. You, you didn't see on on the back shoulder throws. It was the, it was where it needed to be. The, okay. the guy didn't have to I, because we got nitpicky about this game because it's Idaho State. And right. It's a game to get nitpicky, and and for the most part, he was right on the money. I was really impressed. And then Zach Moss, you know, averaged ten point six yards per carry. So <laughs> yeah, that would get him done. So that's that's a nice day. Ran the ball ten times. So did, did you draw any conclusions from the game? It well, wasn't even possible to do that against well, that kind of competition. Remember, we were joking about this last week that we wanted to see Utah tighten. You know, yeah, uh-huh. just just tighten. And I think that's exactly what they saw, or we saw. They I really, really don't like it when you make that hand gesture. The when you tighten. Say, well, that's what he does in the movie. That's, that's why. That's why I'm, I'm due again. But I, I think that's exactly what what we saw. I mean, there there certainly wasn't anything to complain about, and they went out there, and you know, the receivers got really really open and. The quarterback hit him where they needed to be, and Zach Moss looked terrific and probably the best news. And we'll we'll touch on this a little later because I thought it was really interesting what Wood had to say today at the press conference. But they got their guys out and got them some rest on a short week. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought Utah accomplished exactly what it was trying to in that in that game. And the defense shut him out. I mean, can't complain about that. Literally nothing to complain about in that game. How many total yards for the Bengals? Uh, let's see here. Let me scroll, scroll, scroll. Because obviously you can't uh, do any better than a shutout. I guess you could somehow get negative points. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose could I total yards, one hundred and sixteen yards. Okay, eighty through the air, thirty six on the ground. Yeah, I'd say when your opponent gains thirty six rushing yards, you uh, pretty well shut things down. But I think that. Utah is absolutely primed and to run over USC as poorly as USC's defense uh, really tried at times in that BYU game. If if Utah plays tight offensively and really establishes the run with Zach Moss, they're going to beat them. So here's the question: uh, the Utes, as uh, in the Pac-12, have never won at the Coliseum. So will they mentally be there? Because if they're mentally there, physically, I think they can. They're better. So will there will there be a slip betwixt the lip and the cup? I don't think I'm, so. That that historically doesn't happen often with Coach Witt and Utah teams. I, I and you heard Kyle Whittingham talking about USC being the standard in the conference for as long as they've been there. I think they're going to be ready to go. All right. Well, if they are, they'll win. 
They should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They absolutely uh, should. That, that I, you know, we all had a chance to study that USC team. And, yeah, uh, the conclusions I draw is uh, Stanford was nowhere near as good as I thought they were. Uh, USC is not as good as I thought it was. And the Utes are every bit as good as I thought they were. And and BYU is better than I thought they were. So, I mean, I, I you know, it's a long season. We'll see how it plays out. But that's where we are right now. BYU, a, a solid, good uh, team. Uh, Utah, the potential for, to be a great team, and USC, mm, a Midland team. I did on Twitter see some a uh, couple of Ute fans grumpy about not beating the Bengals worse, and I, I but why? Uh, what, yeah, what are you trying right. to get done? I mean, you know, they is, is that is that the part of the beauty pageant thing? I guess the Utes are tenth in the country now. If they, if they'd beaten them by sixty. Would would they be ranked higher? And it wasn't really the game plan. They, Utah was obviously not out, out right. to embarrass anybody. They mm-hmm. were out to work on their stuff. And again, Witt made a really interesting point that they've run fewer plays than any other team in the country that's played three games. And he talked about wear and tear and rest. And USC's run something like, and I don't have it in front of me, but it's like 150 more plays hmm. than Utah has thus far. Because in the they season. throw the ball so much? Yeah, right. Yeah, and they, they hurry it up a little bit. And mm-hmm. it, he, it was so fascinating to hear him talk about it because he says people discount that and say, oh, it doesn't matter. And he's like, it does matter. One last question that I have for you, Jake, and I really – this is – I'm not being facetious here at all. It's, an, it's an, an honest question. When you see what USC was capable of doing on some possessions – and then you saw the stumbling and bumbling around on other possessions. Is that like is that like my golf game? Is that is that like uh, you know where you hit a good shot and then you hit not such a good shot? And how do you become more consistent? Because against BYU, there were times when SC looked unstoppable, and other times when they were eminently stoppable. I think what what. what, what What's your uh, theory on that? Well, I, actually, I think Kalani answered that question in his press conference where he said that effort makes up for a lot. So if like makes up for mistakes, like if, you, if you're executing and trying hard and you're out there giving it your all, it makes up a lot. And I so don't does think that we mean saw that USC wasn't trying hard. I think we saw some some of those issues, care factor issues with with USC. Well, that's, and, and that's Hans, poison. Hans said something similar on his show today or no, no, he might have said it on Twitter. But yeah, I, I, and again. I want to be careful because I don't want to take credit away from BYU. They had to go out there and make plays, and they did try hard, and they did execute, and they did all the right things to win. So, so don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But when you see talented, really talented teams underachieve, oftentimes it's issues with effort, buy-in, coaching, culture, all those things uh, I think might be an effort there at, or might be a problem there at USC. I guess because, look, uh, you can say this any which way you want, but BYU has a bunch of two stars and three stars, and they're going up against four and five stars. Right. I mean, these athletes are judged to be really, really good, but they were not coordinated to the point where they weren't organized to the point where they could perform consistently. Right. Or they weren't challenged properly, or they weren't motivated properly. Uh, and, and, And BYU... I thought was much more on their game and deserved to win. Maybe not held to a high enough standard. All these things. USC's got a cultural problem for sure. For sure. 